Hello guys, um, so for this podcast here today, it's just going to be me, um, it's very late at night and I'm just bored, you know, and I don't want to be scrolling aimlessly on the gram, so I don't know, this is a good way to get out my energy. Um, so today's podcast I am going to be making um is about stress um i'm currently in a stress management course which is probably the inspiration for this podcast but i learned so many things and i just find it really really cool um yeah i don't know and like even as i was saying this like as i signed up for this course i was like this is gonna be weird like because i you know like i thought it was just gonna be fluff like the science behind it is interesting you know i don't know um so i guess for starters we should probably know what stress is and um there are a bunch of different definitions um but one thing that i like is well actually i'll I'll say two definitions because i think one is kind of more accurate accurate and able to be like um understood in day-to-day situations and another one is like interesting because it helps like it like made me rethink everything about stress um so there's one definition by kelly mcgonigal who is a stress researcher and she wrote a whole book about stress and she thinks that stress is um the feeling like the sensation that arises when something that you care about is at stake so like if you think about any time that you've ever felt stressed it's probably because like you want to do well you know like you're afraid of losing something um but then another one about stress was oh i don't know who made it it was like these they, they were like old guys I forgot who it was, but they were like endocrinologists, and though like that's like deals with like the hormones in the body. So they saw it from a hormonal perspective. So they thought that stress was the body's reaction to literally like any stimuli, like anything at all. Because like if some if a if a hormone is produced from a stimuli that's your body reacting to a quote-unquote stressor so I just find that really interesting um so I feel like we all kind of know what's you know like what we feel when we feel stressed so I'm obviously not going to talk about that um but I feel like a lot of what people think about it is that it's inherently bad and I think for a while I thought that as well um but what's actually bad is our mindset of like looking at stress um so okay how do i how do i say this how do i say this um so okay oh there's two people okay lazarus and folkman they created this transactional model of stress which is just kind of like a schematic that shows how we how like the stress process works in our minds kind of so there's this thing called a called a an appraisal process so there's primary appraisal and reappraisal or secondary appraisal so primary appraisal happens 
um, when you first see or like hear or think of stimuli. And then, so what happens is you either appraise it as a challenge response, a benign positive response, a harm, a threat, or irrelevant. So like if we're looking at this from the eyes of like the endocrinologist, um, an irrelevant um, stress appraisal would be just a stressor that's not, it's just like a stimuli that's not important, you know, like your body doesn't have to release anything um, to prepare for it. the primary appraisal of it either being like a challenge, a threat, a harm, a benign positive is going to be the secondary appraisal, um, which is where you you kind of weigh out your options of like um, the danger, the stressor, and the resources that you have to cope with it. So if you see that you have like physical, social, psychological, or material resources that you can handle the stressor, um, you can rephrase this into maybe instead of a threat, just a challenge, like stuff like that. So it's less harmful. But I think I skipped over something. So like for the primary appraisal, um, I think normally when we think of stress and we think of stressors, we only think of yeah, it's like a bad thing. As it like, as it just, it's like a threat. Everything is a threat. Everything is harmful. Like, what is a stress? But that's actually not true. Um, so as I said before, there's you could appraise it as a challenge response, benign positive, um, a harm, a threat, or irrelevant. So I'm gonna focus on the first four. So let's talk about benign positive. So this is what we're gonna talk like. This is what we talked about when we say like use stress. So it's like. Yes, it's stressful, but it helps you do better. Like, it's not because of something awful. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't have the, def- I don't have the definition in front of me, but it's fine. Um, the challenge response is interesting because it's like, I guess one example of a challenge response, maybe like a job interview or like like a presentation where it's like not terrifying but like you're nervous and you want to do well so like with challenge responses a certain chemical gets released like a lot in your brain called DHEA and that helps um foster um the growth of new like neural connections so what you learn from the challenge response of like the challenge stress response actually changes your brain so like challenge responses are good because help you form your brain to be better prepared in the future and just really cool um a harm i think is kind of self-explanatory it's when your well-being is already negative negatively affected um but this differs from a threat response when harm is anticipated but is not taking place yet um so i think we usually think of stressors as like threats or harmful things but um noting them is good really helps like i have ever since i learned this like every time i have presentations now um oh i guess i should probably back up so like let's think of why we have the stress response like evolutionarily it helps us survive it helps us 
get away from the predator, like stuff like that. Um, so it's although it's not useful in that sense today, most of the time, um, hopefully, it can still help. Like just because. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Okay, oh my gosh, I have to rewind after a month. Okay, so there's two sections of your brain. No. Okay, so the nervous system has two separate parts. There's the, um, well, it's the automatic and somatic or something like that, yeah. And then the automatic or autonomic nervous system is split into a parasympathetic and sympathetic. And parasympathetic is like resting, um, your body like can just digest food, it kind of chills, like everything just wants to be calm. But in sympathetic, that's when um, it's that's when you kind of go into when you get like a, a stress mode. Um, in this mode, your um, heart rate increases, um, your urinary system, your reproductive system, your st- um, digestive system all kind of like turn off or get put on like low power mode um because that's not a top priority um so like your eyes dilate to let more light in so you can see more so originally like evolutionarily wise this is going to help you get away from a predator because you're going to able to see better because your pupils are dilated and your heart's beating faster so it's helping more blood around your body to get like all these resources to your like muscles and cells and stuff like that so if we look at it like that when we whenever we get stressed now it can really help us um like if you have a presentation or if you have like a something that's stressing you like i do this before i have a presentation and i can feel like my heart beating fast like i'm getting a little like antsy like my i start to shake maybe um i just think like this, my heart, like, my body is preparing me, you know, because in evolutionary, evolution, evolutionary days, it would be preparing you to escape a predator, like, it, like, your body wants you to survive, and that worked, obviously, because we still have that, these systems in place today, so there's no reason why we should be thinking all of a sudden that, that this feeling is bad when it's helped us for literally like thousands of years but it's just that our stressors are a little different we're not going to be chased by like other animals you know trying to kill us every day so like the stress response is meant to be good but what's bad about it is how we perceive it because um depending on how we appraise the stressor or the stress response like if we appraise it as a challenge response versus a benign positive um etc the stress hormones that are released into your blood are released at different levels so cortisol is going to be increased more during a threat response whereas the DHEA is released more during a challenge response so and that all like impacts your body and like the health of your body differently so if we think of like every time we have a presentation every time we have something that's not life-threatening 
and we we appraise it as a threat response we're getting more cortisol and having chronic cortisol is not great um so but if we change it and reappraise it as a challenge response because we know that our body's getting us prepared to do well that's why our heart's beating faster that's why um we feel suddenly more energized um then the more dhea will be um created and then your body will have your brain will be able to create new neuronal connections which will make it grow well not really grow but like um get stronger in being better at dealing with that threat or that stressor in the future so that's cool um one also important thing is that everyone's like cortisol is bad you know like we can't have cortisol in our body um excuse me if we didn't have cortisol we wouldn't wake up in the morning that is something that i think we really need to talk about as a society so cortisol is like typically released during the threat appraisal but it's also released throughout the day without like anything bad happening to us cortisol production increases around i think 3 a.m to 6 a.m or something like that and that's so your body will wake up because cortisol um heightens your sympathetic nerve um yeah your sympathetic nervous system mode or whatever and in that mode your heart beats faster you you get more alert and so if we didn't have cortisol we would be sleeping for far much longer than we needed to i don't know how we'd wake up i don't know there i'm sure there's other things but yeah so i think seeing cortisol as like an everyday hormone that helps us perform normally as humans i think is really important as well um also i think one of a very big um a very common misconception is that i feel like we always see about fight or flight like that is a that is the stress response that is not the only stress response like at all um that fight or fight or flight is really in situations of threateningness like when you're when your life you know when something really shocking and awful happens you know in that moment probably um there are a, there are a couple other different res- um, response stress responses I'm only going to talk about two of them because those are the only ones that I remember. Um, but we already talked about the challenge response and how that releases DHEA. So that's one of the other major responses. And there's also a tend and befriend response, which is very cute. So, like, think of a time, guys. I can think of many times when I've been stressed and I've, like, texted a friend or, like, like needed to hang out with someone needed to talk to someone that is the tend and and befriend response my my kiddos um and in this response this response is very cool because okay so oxytocin it's known as the cuddle hormone you know because it's released when people cuddle or like stuff like that um it is also released during tendon my friend so oxytocin is a stress hormone because it's released during a stress response type of thing so 
if you're going to blame cortisol, also blame oxytocin. But you're not going to want to blame oxytocin, so don't blame cortisol either, you know? Um, But, so when studies have found that when you reach out to friends during stressful times, your body releases oxytocin. And oxytocin is important because it like binds to heart receptors or something like something in the heart so it actually strengthens your heart which is like crazy to think about you know like that getting stressed out can strengthen your heart like I just find that so fascinating it's like it's so cool so if you're worried about like being stressed all the time I think you should really be worried about your outlook on stress and also how you react to it like, instead of saying, oh my gosh, this is awful, I'm going to die. Because if you think that way, you're definitely in, like, a in a threat response. Like, if you're stressed about your stress, which is, like, increasing your cortisol levels. And in, in long-term cortisol levels, like, long-term heightened cortisol levels can lead to, it's like, oh my gosh. It's, like, st- stress adaptation symptom or something like that it's like not good but that's like a long time I'm trying to find it I don't know I don't know where it is like general adaptation syndrome it's like not it's not good it can lead to things like depression like like serious psychological things so if you have it I, like for months if you're in a state of like high cortisol which means you're thinking that stress is bad um then you're probably like yeah you're gonna face issues but let's not think that way if you're feeling the same amount of stress and you try to repraise it as like a challenge response you're releasing more dha and less cortisol like the proportions change and if you choose to talk to a friend then you're releasing more oxytocin and that's strengthening your heart you know so it's like all in how you look at it like you can literally affect the physiology of your body like what chemicals what hormones are released based on how you think about it and what your actions like what you do which is like really cool i think um um, um, um. but also one thing that i found also interesting it's like a little tip and trick um okay so there are many nerves in our body one of the cranial nerves um is the, called the vagus nerve and it like i forgot where it starts i think i mean cranial definitely no it definitely 100 percent starts in like the head the cranial area but what happens is it travels all the way down and it, and it connects your brain to your visceral organs so this one is important so like when you're feeling stressed the vagus nerve alerts all the visceral organs and when you're feeling calmer this like the same thing happens like it, it controls how you feel so one thing that the vagus nerve kind of touches again since it's kind of in that area is the diaphragm so this is why like um, breath work and like meditation are really helpful in managing stress because it calms down the vagus nerve which in turn calms down all your visceral organs like your heart and like everything else within your brain is like i'm calm i'm not stressed so i shouldn't be releasing 
these stress hormones we should go into parasympathetic mode you know so doing like breathing exercises where you slow your breathing when you start to feel stress and you start to feel like you're having a problem like it it actually helps and i've i've literally tried this and it has helped me so i just think it's cool because like you can kind of tie the what you're feeling to like what's going on in your body like literally so i think that's cool um yeah i guess that was my talk about stress i don't really have much else on the top of my mind you know um yeah so thanks guys and goodbye